0: Hello, welcome to this week's special episode of the Spurs show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur, live from the Beehive N17. You two next season can be part of these live events, which will be opening up again from uh, September. Just go to season.spurshow.net, sign up, and you can be at all these monthly events. Right, tonight we've got a very, very special show. And before we introduce our very special guest, please welcome my co host, Theo Delaney. And now our special guest who played for Tottenham, correct me if I get any of this wrong because I I get this wrong every time, 1992 to 1998? Correct. Correct. 160 games for Tottenham? I don't know. Don't know. Too long ago. (laughs) Yeah, didn't count them all. Please welcome Dean Austin. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: No, absolute pleasure. Dean. Thank you for having me
0: um let's start by going back uh early on in your career you started as a junior at Watford were they your local club
1: well yeah I, I lived in um, I was born up brought up in Hemel Hempstead right so that was uh Watford was the closest club professional club um but I I was at other clubs um at a young age so I'd quite quite a lot of knockbacks
0: Right. So where were oh, yeah. you then before even Watford?
1: So when I was at Watford, I went to Watford first when I was 12. I got released there when I was 13. Right. I ended up going to Luton. Um, I even got scouted by the old enemy, but wouldn't oh, really?
0: go. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: refused to go?
1: Yeah. So you were a Tottenham uh, fan as a boy then? I, I actually became a Tottenham fan in 81 originally. Ah. My idol my idol at the time when I was a kid was actually Kevin Keegan Right. when I was a youngster. Um, but my dad's one of my dad's best friend had a season ticket holder in the East Stand, just above the shelf, right on the front row, and asked me one day if I could um if, if I wanted to go and watch a game with him. So I, I I remember it to this day and um came with him to the game and basically watched the game. It was a great game. Um, and was kind of spellbinded really or spell minded by two players, one by the name of Ardiles and one by the name of Hoddle. Yeah. And um, Was that, that your was first
0: it. time seeing Tottenham play live? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: And that was it really for me. So after that, um, it was round about the time of the eighty one cup final. So I went out and got my shirt and then. And what a everything. great shirt it was, the cop yeah, and um so I had that one and then I bought the nice blue one that mm-hmm. went after that, yep. the MA shirt, and that was it really. Yeah. And and I wouldn't say that I was because obviously I was playing football myself at that time as as well, but um probably four or five times a season mm. my dad's friend Dave would come and get me and um I used to come to the lane.
0: Nice. And when and when you're at this age, young starting out, what was your position? Where were you kind of playing?
1: I was a central midfield player at oh, the time. Okay. As a youngster, I was a central midfield player. It was only when I was 15, 16, 17, um, the coaches that I was playing for and and Tom Wally, who was uh, the youth coach at Watford, said, you're going to be a right-back. Oh, really? Were you like a...
2: uh, Glenn Oddle
1: stroking it nah. around, or are you? Nah. Nah, I was I was more your Brian Robson. Right, like, box to
2: box, box all, energy, all energy, put a tackle in. Yeah, shit, but all energy. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
1: I'm in it. Nah, but obviously Brian Robson was a great player. But, yeah. But no, I was very much a, uh, an energetic yeah. uh, win the ball. More of a, like a young Gary Mabbott, Right.
0: Enough. Who right. would score,
1: who would nick a goal. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know? Yeah. You
0: then went to St. Albans, and that I think that was where the South End manager, Dave Webb, Saw you and bought you. I mean, Dave Webb, obviously, you know, was Chelsea and whatever, yeah. a big character in, in the game. Mm. What what was that move like? Going all well, of so now you're at South End. Well,
1: when I got released from Watford, um, I was 17 years old. That must have been tough, just, though. Just 17. yeah, just touching 18. Right, and uh, it was sort of this time of the year, and I, I've obviously just turned 18, so that was. Um, a, a big low um, in in a young life and it's one of the things that I talk about young players to all the time now young players that I coach that you've got to be able to have resilience you've got to be resilient in this game you've got to be resilient in life but mm. this game is very is quite cruel um, St. Albans offered me an opportunity um, What were league
0: what, what league was that then? So that
1: was there was you had at that point so you had league the division four then you had the the uh, Conference League yeah. and then there was the Isthmian League, Isthmian, the old yeah. Isthmian League right. and and St Albans were in the Isthmian League. Right. Um, but I didn't get an opportunity straight away um, but I got in the team um, in about the October time and that was it then. I, I, I never I never looked back. I think I played about 80 games straight. Um, as a fullback? As a fullback.
2: And that's, and that's when Dave Webb spotted you or Southampton spotted
1: you? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was a... Uh, It was really how it really came about was that um, old Fulham player called John Mitchell.
2: Oh, yeah, he was in the cup final team in '75. Yeah, so
1: John Mitchell was the um, co owner of St Alma's at the time. Uh, But he's a very dear friend to this day. I was with him last week. But he was best mates with Bobby Moore. And Bobby Moore had a big connection with With Southend. Yeah. And um, basically. John Mitchell's, I had quite a few clubs that were looking at me at that time, but I thought that my moment had really passed. I, I was I was young and I was hungry and I I never gave up. Um,
0: Are you still living at home at this stage? Yeah, I was still yeah. at home.
1: Yeah, I was still at home. I was just about to move out, actually, right. but um, uh, Mitch recommended me to Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore recommended me then to Dave Webb and Vic Jobson, who was then the, the chairman and um, basically Dave David Webb said to Kevin Locke, who also played in that football yeah. team and played for West Ham, he was the assistant manager at South End. He said, "Lockie, I want you to go and watch this young lad. I've, got, I've been I've been recommended this young right back. Come and watch me play. Um, really liked, really liked what he saw. I didn't know any of this at the time. Um, and then the following week, he sent Jimmy Greaves' his son, Danny Greaves, who was the youth team manager. Yeah. Danny had had a really bad injury." At, um, done his cruise ship at End, which was a career-ending injury back in them days. And um, I always have a laugh with Danny about it now because Danny came to watch me play. I was playing in a game at Marlow and um, I'd had a, there was a loads of speculation around me that I was going to leave and that Luton Town wanted to sign me. David Pleat wanted to sign me. And there was loads of clubs that were watching me and, and nothing was happening. And I thought my moment had passed and I was got really, really frustrated. And um, I was playing in this game, and I, and I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I was, again, I was 19 years old, and I, I was angry. I was an angry man because I felt that I, I deserved an opportunity, and I wasn't getting it. And I was playing against—I was playing right back, and this big centre forward for Marlowe was like giving me some abuse in the year old. and I, an old, a, a wily old fox, like do you know what I mean? One of those, you know, the, the type of old school player that plays centre forward or centre half. He edited everything, do you know what I mean? And um, he kept whacking me in the back, and oh, they were taking frames, whacking me in the back and he's in my ear hole and he's really whining me up and I, just, <laughs> I lost it and I just turned around and I, <laughs> I literally threw a haymaker wow. straight on the jaw and in them days you could get away with it. I only got a yellow card. <laughs> and um, and um, the story was, <clears throat> and David Webb actually told me this story and he said to me, he said, you know... Um, I sent Lockie to watch her and then Danny sent. A, I sent him to watch her and, and I come and watch you, and liked him. And I said to Danny before I came to watch you, I said, "How did the boy do?" He went, what? "Gaffer," he said, "This boy's a good player." He said, "I think he's a really good player." He said, "But he's a fucking nutcase. He, <laughs> he, he chinned this geezer." And went, I'm signing him. Right. He's in, wow. and that was and that was our. How it, how it come about. Um,
0: Something that could have ruined it for you. Actually absolutely. Yeah, really
1: not. Um, David Webb come and watch me the week after. Um, I played really well and scored. Um, mm. And John Mitchell said to me after the game, he said, listen, um, see you Tuesday night. He said, but there's, there's some stuff going on with you at the minute. There's, there's some clubs interested. I'll probably have more for you on the Tuesday night. Turned up Tuesday night at the stadium to train. I started training. With the rest of the group and Mitch come out and got me and said listen i need you to come in bernard and i bernard Tomini, who was the chairman said look we need to have a chat with you i went into the um i went into the change room and um mitch said south end have made an offer it's fourteen thousand pounds it's a lot of money for the club um you deserve the opportunity you should go and speak to him tomorrow and i'm like well okay i'll take my dad with me i didn't have an agent in them days so i said I said, Mitch, I ain't, I've i not got a clue what I'm doing. Like, you know, what about the money, et cetera, et cetera. He said, well, look, you know, you have your basic wage. You want to ask for a signing-on fee. And he said, like, you, car, speak at car. And i think thinking, all sounds all right. I'm like <laughs> thinking, well, i have hit the big time. And uh went down, sat down with David Webb. David Webb, um, I mean, to be fair, he was like a second dad to me. I mean, I... I owe him everything for where I, for what I managed to achieve in my career, because he was the person who took the opportunity on me. But we sat down, and uh, he sat there back in his big chair. How are you, son? Oh, like, yep, yeah, good. Thanks, boss. He said, look, he said, uh, I think you got half a chance. He said, I quite like you. He said, I'll give you this year and next year. I'll take a chance on you. So it's only a fourteen-month contract. I said, he said, what are you looking for? I said, well, I don't really know, but like, I've been given some pointers, like, and, uh, like, you know, perhaps a signing on fee and, you know, a car and what have you. And he mm. looked at me, sitting at me thinking, look, what's this fucking, is this kid on one or what? Like, he said, listen, son, I've just got rid of one today. He's on £250 a week and he's out and you're in. Put it there. Let's do a deal. And I was like, I, I really don't know. I need to go away and think about it. I was actually earning more. Right. I, I mean, I was a ceramic tiler, believe right. it or not. I was a, I was a fully right. trained ceramic tiler in them days, right. in 1990. With that and with the money that I was getting from St Albans, I was earning more money yeah. than what South End yeah. offered me. But I went home um, and I had a sort of little bit of a think about it. He said, well, before I left, he said, listen, son, I'm going to call you tonight about nine o'clock. I went home. Um, I sort of sat with my then girlfriend who happened, she turned out to be my first wife, who's not no longer around. Um, but um, he ran me up, caught me on, I was undecided and he went, what do you want to do? I went, all right, I'll do it. He went, good lad, see you tomorrow morning, get here for half past 11. You have a medical or it was half past nine or whatever. He said, I will see you when I get back from training. And my my opinion was, it's an opportunity yeah, and if it's an opportunity that i don't if i if it don't work in eight in eight eighteen months i'll I' had my job secured yeah the right. people and you'll have said no to, regrets because you look, absolutely yeah. so I just went right I'm going to go for it I'm going to give it everything I've got um
0: did you to, move to south
1: then? no 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 I drove down we used to train at Basildon. it was a right. it was a forty five fifty minute drive um the m twenty five weren't quite so bad in them days and um, everything that I touched at that moment just it went right it it just went right I went there we had 10 games to go the team was in the promotion places um, with a very aging squad David Webb um, signed six players at that time, only one of them was over 30. The rest of us were young boys, and Steve Tilson come through the, the reserves, and Paul, Paul Smith was a young 17-year-old. And we, um, I, didn't, I didn't get in for the first few games. Um, about 10, about 10, 11 games to go. I played a couple of games in the reserves, and I went with the first team on the Saturday I was playing Maidstone away and they got absolutely hammered 4-0. I wasn't involved. I sat in the stand and he told me straight after the game, he went, you need to be ready, son. He said, Tuesday night, you're in. He recalled Justin back. Justin had just finished, had done his loan here. Justin Edinburgh. So Justin Edinburgh got recalled. He made about six changes on the night. We went to Burnley. It was my debut. Burnley was a big club then in Division 4 10,000 supporters Um, after about 10 minutes I'm playing alongside a guy called Roy McDonough who really was a centre forward but he could fill in at centre half like the old style player could and um, I'm playing alongside him he went don't worry son I'll lead you through the game no worries at all you're a class player I've I've been watching you in training you'll piss this he went to me I was very nervous (coughs) after about Seven or eight minutes of the game. Roy's gone up for a header with the centre forward. The centre forward has stuck his elbow in, him, in his face, come down on the floor, and Roy's decided to stamp on him and got sent off. <laughs> so we've gone down to 10 men inside 10 minutes. The, the whole, the whole um, cohesion of the team all got disrupted, and we actually got a nil-nil draw with 10 men. Burnley were trying to get in the place, We got a, nil, a nil-nil draw. We had seven, six games, I think, to go after that. We had a great run and we went up on the last day of the season. We, we got back-to-back back
0: promotions.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be sure. fair, we, we, um, it, it, was, it was quite strange, really, at that point because we we got promoted the last day of the season and David went, went right, I'm clearing the decks. So he, he cleared the decks. He signed Chris Powell, uh, who's become a very good friend of mine. He signed Chris Powell from Crystal Palace. He signed Brett Angel from Stockport, who had been yeah. the, the top goal scorer in, yeah. league, in League 4, signed Ian Benjamin, who was a, a, an old, yeah. wily-type player. Andy Anser come in played at, at the end of that season with me from Brentford. And um, we get back pre- to pre-season in League 1 and the boys are going, are we going to sign some players? Because if we don't sign some players, we're coming straight back down. Yeah. And he's... David Webb, we, he was like, I ain't signing any more players. I've got my team. We're good what we are. We had an unbelievable spirit. I've got to say, we had unbelievable... First 14 games of the season, we never lost. Yeah. And we were top of the league. We were the top of the league at the middle of October. But we had times within that season that we got hammered. But the resilience of the team and the spirit of the team, we bounced back. So the game that we actually lost, our first game we lost, we was playing... We was playing Stoke uh, away at the old Victoria ground. Big crowd, fifteen sixteen thousand, 16,000. And we got hammered 4-0 and I got sent off in the game. What so, did
0: you do? Can you remember?
1: Well, no, I didn't actually do a lot. <laughs> I didn't actually do a lot. I actually got I got turned over, really, by little Mickey Thomas, who used to play for Mickey Man United. Thomas, yeah, the yeah. Wily, A very wily old guy, yeah. very experienced, but threw himself about. And Indeed. I... Uh, um, I basically went in for a tackle with him in the first half he jumped up eye in the air and come flying down the referee but me, gave me a yellow card in the second half he tried to play a one two round me and as i've turned to run my elbows caught in his face he's laid down on the floor the referees come over and gave me a red card wow. got sent off David webb come after them come in after the start I, I literally i come off the field and i actually but i was i was 20 years old but i my eyes out I was like I cannot believe oh, I was, but I thought before the lads come in I mean I got sent off about 15 minutes into the second half I'm thinking I've got to sort myself out before the lads come in because mm. dressing rooms are brutal places in them days and I thought <sighs> flipping the lads will start coming for me if they see me crying so got myself sorted and uh just I was still in my kit when the boys come in and I just had my head down and I am thinking David Webb's going to come he's going to hammer me he's going to hammer me and he come over and he used to have this thing like, if you, if you were, if you'd done all right, he wouldn't say you'd done well. He, he had this thing, had this big lip come out and he'd wink at you and he'd walk away and you'd think, oh, fucking hell, I've done good today. Like, it's all right. <laughs> anyway, he come over to me and I got me down. I'm thinking, don't look up for fuck's sake, don't look up. <laughs> he kicked my foot and he went, listen, son, in this life, we forgive people, but we never forget. He says, it might take you one month. One year or ten years, you will have your day with that bloke," he said. "And if you're going to get sent off, make sure you something worth getting fucking sent off for." So I've got I've got this then in my head. So I run the run the season for another seven months, and we're chasing the league down now, and we we are there. So we are right there, and we're playing Stoke in, in February in February at Roots Hall, freezing cold night. Ground was a little bit frosty. And I'm just thinking, I don't care what the score is tonight, but he's fucking getting it. If I get half a chance, he is getting it. Because I know that if he, if I can get him, the gaffer will be well happy with me. Is what I'm thinking. So we're winning the game. We're cruising. 2-0. And um, cruising 2-0. We're defending... Five minutes to go all backs to the wall everyone's back and we clear our lines and this ball gets launched 80 yards down the field it gets launched and I'm running out and I, I just see him I just catch him in my eye line I think oh here we go and I let, I'm not proud I'm not proud of it to the day this day <laughs> it's not me I'm not a violent man but this is what he'd got me to and, and basically we run and the ball's gone and everyone's chasing out a ball and I just went crack and I've just absolutely smashed him flat down on the floor. Off, He's, he's gone off. Referee ain't seen it. No one's seen it in the ground. No cameras. No, no cameras. No, yeah. no cameras yeah. Everyone's nothing. looking at where the ball is. Yeah, everyone's right? looking where the ball is. We win 2-0. He goes off. Nothing after that. Matthew. David coming after the game. David Webb comes over, kicks the foot, <laughs> looks at me and walked off week. and that was it yeah. and that was it um, so we got promoted we got promoted from that um, that year did you get any Christmas cards from Mickey Thomas or nah, no no no. unfortunately <laughs> not um, no
0: one liked Mickey Thomas until he scored those, that goal against Arsenal for Wrexham
1: yeah, yeah that's right
0: but you then back to back promotions and then you could have gone to Derby. Is that going yeah. to Derby coming yeah. for you? We
1: why, why we you was, turn that down? Well, because I knew that I was coming to Spurs. Oh, you knew that, <laughs> I knew that stage. Okay. No, basically what had happened was that um, I had at this... We was in February and we were top of the championship, believe it or not, which was the old, yeah. or the old League 1 or League 2, shall I say, but we are, we are top of the championship equivalent and we are flying. And David Webb had had quite a few was having a lot of rows with the chairman he basically wanted to get us boys looked after because we was i mean we're talking about we're earning 425 pound a week playing in a championship and there was a batch of us that were all really all really on the same money and he wanted to look after us and vic didn't want to look after us because vic was god bless him was as tight as a fish's ass he was (laughs) was but david was very very um he, he, we were his boys and he wanted to look after his boys and he, he, um, he was like one row too many <clears throat> and he said to Vic, I'm done, I'm gone, I'm finished. And he called it, he came out and he called it. So he's called out and basically our season just really just, it just went away really. But we got to just before deadline and I, and I then started having... I had two or three agents that were trying to get me to sign with them. Um, but I sort of left it all to me dad at that point. It wasn't the day of mobile phones. So, like, you know, they had to ring the house. And when they ran the house, it was they rang me dad. I wasn't living at home then. I'd moved out. And um, I had two offers, actually. I could have gone to Blackburn with Kenny Dalgleish. Um Jack Walker had just taken over and Kenny Dalgleish was really going for it and throwing loads of money but at the championship and at that time we had just beat them 2-0 mm-hmm. at home so I was kind of mm, not sure and then Derby um, Derby made an offer So Derby Derby,
0: at this time, I think?
1: Were they... so Derby, we're in that championship right, we're the in the championship me, right. Arthur Cox was the manager Arthur Cox, yes. Arthur Cox was the manager and they bid 650,000 for me so um On this particular day, Kevin Locks pulled me. He said, listen, Gaffer wants to see you on the choir. So I've gone, right, okay, gone and seen the Gaffer. (coughs) Gaffer's gone to me. I'm bearing in mind we're eight weeks from the end of the season. Gaffer's gone to me. Um, Chairman wants you to go and see him this afternoon. I went, my attitude at that point was, I've got to go all the way back to the stadium to see the, the chairman. I just want to get home. Gaffer got another game on Saturday. This was on like a Thursday said, no, got to go back. I said, what's, what's it about? He went, he's had a bit for you. Um, he said, I think it's from Derby. So I went, right, OK. Um, I went, right, OK. He went, but I don't think that you should go. And I went, yeah, why not? He says, well, I think you can do a bit better. I think you can do a bit better than that. He said, I'm going to be on my way in the summer. And I might end up somewhere else, new Premier League next year. I might end up somewhere, and if I go somewhere, I'll, I'll, I'll take you. Yeah. So I went in. I mean, bearing in mind I'm i I'm, I'm 21 years old, so I'm, i I want to do well. I want to get on. I'm, I'm ambitious, and I go and see the chairman, and the chairman says to me, "Look, we've had an offer. Um, we've accepted the offer." He was skint basically. He said, look, I think it would be a good move yeah." I said, right, where is it? A lot said, of money to South and that kind of Absolutely. Money. So he said, Derby. I went, right, okay. Um, well, I need to think about it. He said, well, you know, you've got a 10% clause in your contract. That you get 10% of the fee as well. So that's, you know, 65 grand. was a lot of money there. Mm. Um, and then, um, so I went, I need to think about it. I went home. I called the gaffer. He said, what did he say, blah, blah, blah. He sort of said, well, he said, it's up to you, son, but I, I wouldn't go if I was you. And I went, you wouldn't go? Went, no, I, I think you're better than that. Wow. So I kind of went, right, okay. He said, well, look, he's going to push you because it's deadline come Thursday. He said, like, he's going he's gonna to push you for an answer and they're going to want to do it. Mm. I just went, Gaff, I just think it's too much money just think I, I just don't know whether it's too much money for me to turn down I'm 21 years old and he went listen I'll hang me out on you son he said I believe that you'll be playing in the Premier League next year in the new Premier League I'll go oh, and I'm thinking oh, my head was all over the place so again I, I took a punt I took a punt I said I said to the chairman I went and see the chairman the following day I said I'm not going
0: it's a huge thing for a 21 he said, he said me, year twenty-year-old to do. But I wasn't,
1: right. I wasn't, I wasn't motivated by money mm. um, at that age.
0: But do you think it's what Dave Webb said to you? You, yeah, I respected think so. him. Well, you I said think, right at the
2: beginning, Dave Webb yeah. was a, was a massive influence on you, and you he were was, fortunate to have someone who was as wise. He was,
0: he was like, but it wasn't like in his interest whether you went no, or not. He's giving really. you genuine he was advice. Fa- he was a father figure.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. and I kind of come away, and I kind of sat down. When I sat down. The only person that I ever used to speak about anything to like that was my dad. Mm. Um, you know, my dear old dad has he's, he's been the biggest influence on my career. It's a sad time for us as a family at the moment because he's got dementia and it's hard to see him in the, yeah. in, in the way that he is. But mm. it's um, I sat down and spoke to my dad and I, he sort of said to me, listen, David ain't never done you a... He's never done you a, a, a bad day, mate. He said, yeah. you know, obviously... You've been good for him, but he's been good for you. And I sort of said, no, I get it. He said, obviously, it's your decision, fella. But, you know, so I said, no, I'm, OK, I'm, I'm going to trust him. Um,
0: so when did then, what was the gap before 10 available? To probably, back to running, yeah,
1: probably, probably about another four weeks after that. Oh, okay. so probably what? about another four weeks after that. Probably about a month before the season. I got, Was the transfer window still open? Was it no, no, it was shut but my dad up. my dad had a phone call from an agent right my dad had a phone call from an agent and sort of said you know um, Terry would like to have the opportunity to speak to you and your son
0: did you know they'd come and seen you did you know any inkling
1: no, no right. I only knew that after and so when uh, you hear
0: that are you like my god it's a dream well, come true well, I can't believe I, I made that
2: decision because now the team yeah, I love
1: it's one of them yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, is, is this, is this, is, this, is, this really is this really happening? Am I am I, am I dreaming this? Yeah. Um, to be fair, I signed for Spurs. For I signed, so obviously I waived the sixty-five anyway. Yeah. So because it was always going to go to a tribunal, Terry didn't want to pay over the odds, and I get that because I was untested. I actually signed for half the money that Derby offered me. Right but it didn't matter because it was, mm. it was, top. um, the first day, my first day I was greeted by, by Bill Nick. And that oh, was, really? and that was, wow, wow, wow. you know, one of the most surreal, one of the most surreal days of my life. Like, it's just, um, pretty unbelievable really. Um, I had my medical, when I first went to South End I had a, um, I injured my knee. I I had, I, had an, I had an injured knee before I went to Southend. I'd done it, I'd done it playing for St Albans, but didn't think anything of it. I'd basically just, I lost some flex in my knee. I had a bad, I had a bad uh, fall. Someone come down on top of my knee, hyper extended my knee. But little did I know that that was the start of all my injury problems. Mm. But when I went to had my uh, medical at Tottenham. John Sheridan and Dave Butler worked with me, had some x-rays, had some x-rays on my ankles, had some x-rays on my knee. When they started testing my joints and what have you, they went, what's, what's, what's happened to your knee? I said, oh, I had operation two years ago. Um, they went, but you're 15% flexed down on your, on your left knee. No, right knee. So I've gone, all oh, right, I didn't even really know. They went, well, look, this one, this one. They went, how many games you played in the last two years? I went, 100. Hmm. You played 100 games in the last two... Me, yeah, I, I I missed a game. I think it was 96 games. I missed one game at the beginning of the season when I had the operation at the end of when we got promoted from League 4. They went, oh, well, he's played, he's played 100 games since that operation. We signed him anyway. Um, and then it was... I, I've got to be honest with you, I had a... I, I suffered in the first four weeks I was at Spurs. I, I suffered um, from stage fright more than anything else mm. coming into that dressing room. I mean...
0: Gas. That dressing just to, just to remind people, that season, ninety two ninety three. 1993 uh, quite a lot of new players came in that season. The other people making the debut that season, Darren Anderson, Sol Campbell, Teddy Sheringham and uh, Barmby. As well, yeah. what was it like going into that? Dress- I mean, you said you're a Spurs fan uh, since '81. You're now going in to a dressing room with some seasoned, yeah, because they're the new players probably already
2: big players that were already there, right? Who yeah. you who you'd been watching on and yeah. been a fan of?
1: Well, I well I signed on the day that Gaza left, right? So uh-huh. um, Liniker obviously just left as well, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've gone in a dressing room with listen he's one of my great mates but Nutty is a fruitcake Steve Sedgley yeah uh, he was on this very stage 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 Sedgley sat in that very last season and uh, Razor yeah um, Paul Stewart yeah Mabbott, Andy Gray Terry Fennick yeah you know and it's like Eric Torsfit you know you go in there Naeem yeah and you go in there and you go in there and you plonk, you like, you go in quite shy and you plonk your bag well, one day. Like, hey, mate, you don't sit there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, yeah. mate, where am I sitting? <laughs> no, no, you, you're number yeah, I, you? I think that your kit, <sighs> I think your uh, training kit's number seven. So that's where you sit. Yeah. You sit there. Yeah. So basically, that's where you sat. You had yeah. set places. It was one out, one in, uh, where yeah. we at uh, Chase Lodge there um, at Mere Lille. Yeah. And, um, but for a month it was. Um, It was tough. Uh, To be fair, I think one of the things that put me at ease, God bless him, Ray Clements, come to me um, about probably about a week before the season. And he sort of said to me, he said, listen, mate, he said, you've been signed here because you're good enough. This club don't sign players that ain't good enough. Now, what you make of it, that's down to you. But what I'd say to you is, don't worry about nothing. Put your foot to the pedal and, and... Show everyone what the player you are. Mm. Um and to be fair, you know, Terry Terry Venables was um when I say that I, I hold him in the same esteem as what I hold David Webb, he he um he took me under his wing massively. And um he taught me so much and it was it was quite weird. Started playing in a few games, and he sort of said, "Like this is how we defend. We defend in a certain way, and what have you." And I'm thinking, I couldn't get my body shape right, and I was thinking, "Crikey, I like I I didn't realise what a novice I was as a player Mm. until I actually come, gone up a level, yeah. Um, But he turned me probably at that time from a fullback that couldn't defend that was just offensive that could just run box to box because I could just run all day. He turned me into a a fullback that was a defender that Mm. could get forward a bit. So he completely transformed my game. He said you don't need to do that here, son. We've got players like Anderton, Sherinham, Mm. you know, Samways, Paul Allen, Nyeen Mm. you know, Baumba like you don't need to do that. You do your job, get the ball, get like if the opportunities come, of course yeah, you go and do it. But but that was kind of the way. It was kind of like defensive first but then express yourself. Mm. You've got the ability to, to express yourself. It was a
0: tough start. I mean, you, you, um, you came on for Tay Fennett. You mentioned one at home, 2-2 two, two draw against Palace. But well, you eventually went on to have another successful career. We'll chat about that uh, later. Do you have any memories of coming on, White Hart Lane?
1: I, I actually remember the first game of the season, we played Southampton away. And, I, you know, being a Spurs fan, you... you you know you get excited and then you get a bit down and then you you kind of batter a few players when they're not doing well and, and and fen at that time and fen was a great person he really helped me and he helped me later on he was terry's assistant at crystal palace when i signed crystal palace but i'll never forget it we was playing it was a uh, like funny story we were playing southampton away first game of the season and the night before we go to the hotel, and I room with Darren Adderton. So, Darren was my pal. We lived literally 200 yards from each other. So, we used to drive in every day together. We room together. We're mate, like, we still speak now all the time. So, me and Darren are sitting there at dinner table. There's like two tables of, of eight or something like that. And we're sitting there, and they get the menu. And Mabsy and uh, Terry Fennett look at the menu, and it's like a set menu. And they go, oh, fucking me eating that. So, Terry weren't there. Get Dougie, Livermore and Clem over. What's this? Well, it's, it's, it's a set menu. We don't have set menus. We, we have what we want to have. So off they go. They come back five minutes later and says, um, all right, okay. Order off the a la carte, right? But don't be stupid. Do Do stuff as you would do at home.
0: It's the sugar right. years. It's the years. So you are going do as
1: you would do at home. So Andy Gray, bless Andy Gray. Andy's great. Oh, I speak to Andy now. It's so funny, and he's actually slimmer now than what he was. when he came <laughs> but anyway, so he had his, he had his little like cravat thing, like he him, tucked down his thing, and he had his knife and fork there ready. So the waitress comes around. She goes, "Yes, sir. What would you like?" He went, "I'll have a." F- I'll have a medium rare fillet steak please um, with, with fries he says and for afters he says I'll have a Tia Maria and Coke and 20 Benson Edges <laughs> and I'm sitting at me and Dan going what the what's going on
2: here
1: <laughs> the actual day was the first game of the season a bacon hot day at the Old Dell, and um, I even though I'm on the bench I am n- I'm as nervous as hell like I'm, I'm like I'm like Thinking, crikey! Like I'm, um, it it's. I think it's worse being on the bench with something like yeah. that. I think it's worse being on the bench because you're not actually involved in the How game. How many subs thinking, was there in those two?
2: Just the two or yeah.
1: three? I think it was two and a goalkeeper. Bring I mean, two, two on, yeah, yeah. So about half an hour to go, and to be fair, Fenn was a little bit of the butt of the fans at that point. He was he coming was. to the <laughs> end wrong. of his he really career. Was. he yeah. was coming to the end of his career, and I, anyway, I've got to warm up. And I've gone down the far corner where the Spurs fans were. So I've run down there and like they give me a little clap, and I come down. I thought, oh, this is okay. I'm stretching off, and some geezer shouts out. He said, "Austin, you must be fucking shit if you can't get in front of Fennick." Like, oh, right? Um, come on, was it one of you? So yeah. I, I, I kind of gone. <laughs> now, like, right, and but you know, I, uh, um, I didn't play. I didn't play the. Tuesday night, they played on the Tuesday night. I played in I played in the reserves on the Tuesday night to get a game. The Saturday was a tough, a very tough day for me. Like we played Crystal Palace. I, I did come on but I'd lost my grandad the day before. So I come on in that game but made the second goal, which was quite nice. Mm. Um, and then I um, really had a true baptism of fire on the Tuesday night we went to Ellen Road and Eric oh, Cantona oh, absolutely
0: tore yeah, us the pieces, and we nil, lost 5-0 five, 5-0 nil. Five nil to lead but uh, it
1: was one of them that I've got to say is when I started I, I started thinking about the game in a different way and I, I'd never had any interest in the game as, as a coach I never thought about what it was as a manager but Terry Venables fascinated me in the, in the way that he was and his man management skills was incredible that he just wasn't like, you know, you lose 5-0 and the old-fashioned manager comes in and both barrels, you get it. And um, I actually had this conversation with him later on, seven or eight years later when I was at Crystal Palace with him. But he came in after the game, lost 5-0, and he just, Clem went for it, to be fair. He went for it at half-time. But Terry coming after the game, he went, right, okay dust yourselves down. We've got another game on Sunday. We were playing Ipswich away a live game and he just and I just thought, thought how's he kept so cool just like and I actually had a conversation with him seven or eight years late and he just sort of said he said listen we can all say things in the spur of the moment he said you've got to hold your thoughts together you walk away if you still feel the same way on Monday then yeah okay let it out mm. he said but you'll always say things that you regret in the heat at the moment Yeah, he says number one rule in management mate he said don't
0: do it. Interesting. We, we, we spoke earlier uh, in the last show about Jose Mourinho and, uh, you know, coating players publicly and certain players. Mm. Uh, well, we can get on
1: to him a bit later if you well, want. Well, I'm was sure Jay- we will. Was
0: Jason Candy there? That Jason Candy. That baseball. game at Ipswich, that I wasn't know. the one
2: where
1: yeah. he scored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He scored from the, the half-final. I when you yeah. said that. Yeah. Scored from the half-final, yeah. Cundy I mean, your lich.
0: debut season, uh, you played 40 games in your debut season, which is a great return. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, there were some big wins in the league that season. We beat Arsenal one nil at home, three yeah. one away. Yeah, uh, Liverpool at home two nil. But then, I mean, talk about consistencies of Tottenham. That season, we also got thumped six by Sheffield United, yeah. four QPR, six at Liverpool.
1: It's it's quite days, yeah. You know, it's you know when when I not, I first got in the t- when I first got in the team, I played about seven or eight games, and. I always, when people ask me what my claim to fame is, I said, well, you know, remember, you remember Ryan Giggs's first goal when he skipped round the... Di- I said, I was the, the idiot who tried to chest <laughs> the ball down and slipped over. <laughs> so I always ask my claim to fame. But um, in that game, I, I I basically done my ankle quite bad earlier on in the game. And that goal was just before half-time. But, listen, at Tottenham, I, I remember playing in a game one day and... We was under the cosh a little bit, and we broke. I broke the play down. It was nil-nil, about two or three minutes to play. So you're thinking, defender, we broke the play down, fucking lever it up there. Mm. Vinnie Samways absolutely hammered me. He was playing in a game, and I've literally two minutes go off. He went, we don't do that here, mate. Mm. We pass the ball. Mm. I'm I'm 10 yards away. Give me the Mm. fucking ball. You give it
2: to me and I'll knock it sideways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but, but I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, I will say this. When people ask me about some of the most talented footballers you yeah, I've played with, yeah. he is one of the most talented players yeah. I've ever played with. He was incredible. And his courage... To get on the ball in any situation yeah. was was unbelievable.
0: We had him on the show during the first lockdown. He's, he's in Spain. Yeah. And it was fascinating because he had this whole second career as a kind of enforcer. Mm. He got sent off. He's working to get sent off in Spain. Well, he went to There's Spain, a yeah. completely different player no. to the player we but, saw.
1: Um, so we had the... Um, I got injured in that game and I missed about... I missed about three... Well, I... I think they put me out to play in a game. We played Sheffield United and we lost 2-0 and I was absolutely pony. It was a live game on TV. Rubbish. I shouldn't have played, but I'm riddled with arthritis now and I'm riddled with arthritis because I I gave my all for my club when I shouldn't have played probably, but I wanted to play. I don't regret a minute. I don't regret a minute of it. Mm. I've got to be honest with you. Um, But... Terry Venables was the master of telling you that you weren't playing, but you want to go in to have a row with a manager. But the way he does it, you go out, you walk out, and you feel to hem feet tall when you get downstairs, and you think, hold on, what's just happening I'm now? I'm not playing tomorrow, and I feel all right.
0: Because he put what? Put a positive spin on yeah,
1: it. Yeah, put positive spin on it. At that point, though, as well, I was struggling. I had a hernia. I'd basically gone and got tested, and I had a hernia. So we were, the club went, right, get the hernia done. So I goes in and and I goes to the surgeon, sees the surgeon, he says, yep, got hernia, we'll get it done. So it goes back to the club. The club said, yep, get it done. So on the Friday, I've not literally, I've not really trained that week. They've gone, right, it's going in Monday to get the hernia done. So on the Friday, gone to training, they said, I've trained, they've gone, had the weekend off you go and get the earlier done on Monday so I've gone right fine gone home Saturday night mate's come round with his wife five or six cans of Guinness curry as you do Sunday morning I'm up the dump I'm clearing my garage out I'm up the dump and I get home and my missus comes running out and she says you've got to ring Ray Clements quick and I went what because they're playing Wimbledon on the TV at Sellers Park so Ray I get out on the phone and I say hello Ray uh, how you doing he says Dino you alright son he said um, listen uh, we need you to get down to Croydon Park Hotel I've gone alright ok what's up he says uh, Pat, Pat Van Der um he's ill he's can't play so he said he said to me he said listen be honest have you been on the piss I went, no. nah, nah. I, <laughs> I, I had a can of Guinness last no. night and a curry, and he went, right, get your ass down here. Anyway, I played. I hadn't trained for sort of 10 days. Played in the game. Um, we drew 1-1. I played well. I got in the dressing room afterwards, and I've never... I, I've always been really fit, but I hadn't played... For, I hadn't done anything really for 10 days, and my, I couldn't stop my legs shaking. My legs were shaking that much. Don't me. Anyway, I got in, the, got in the shower and what have you. Terry Venables come to me. He says... Straight after he says, We don't we, we want you to delay, have the operation. We don't want you to have the operation, we want you to continue playing. Wow. So he said, You happy to do it? I went, Yeah, I'm fine, I'm happy to do it. So then they managed my workload in training. I played then the next like 30 odd games straight all the way through. Wow. And then um, after we when we got beat in the semi-final we went to Middlesbrough and I was miles off miles, miles off it was really struggling with a hernia you can get up some days and you can feel right as rain and other days you get up and you feel like absolute crap and you can't move you can't get up and they just went to me look go and get it done um, and I went and got it done but that was the to be honest with you it was the start of just a catalogue of injury after injury after injury really for me well, It's yeah. funny you
0: mention that because we've had Darren Anderson on the show a few times and he told us to us the revelations about how he was so badly misdiagnosed by Tottenham by the club that it, it ruined him it, it, it ruined him he, he well, played it, I mean, when he absolutely I mean, yeah. shouldn't be played well, Dar- you well
1: that. I've got I've got the same story as Darren I mean um I've got the same story as yeah. Darren he was a groin yeah. injury where you know he is a friend, so I'll always stick up for my teammates anyway, but he was one. he's one of the best players I've ever played with. But to be labelled as sick, no, etc., etc. Yeah, when cetera, when basically he had probably three, four inches of a groin chop, chopped out, literally chopped, Yeah. Um, misdiagnosed, um, he was lucky. I mean, he was fortunate to be able to get back from that really and have the career that he still had after that um my mine was different mine was a knee that was a couple of years further on the start of the following season Aussie, Aussie came in obviously Terry went with the big thing with with Alan Sugar
0: how did that affect um, the players that at the time do you remember that yeah do, do i think, you think it affected it on on the pitch
1: i think i think it really affected well it it really affected us but it didn't affect us because it was the close season so although we were Terry's boys mm. And it it really did affect us. Razor just went. I'm not. I'm not staying yeah. here. I ain't staying here. I, there's no way I'm staying here. I, I, I don't want to be here. Um, he'd made up his mind that he wanted to go. Um, I think that the club at that point. I I, I mean I'm told that basically Alan Sugar went to the directors and Tony be- Tony Berry and went, listen, I'm getting absolute hammered It who, who can I? who can I bring in as manager that's going to appease the supporters? And I think he got told, you've got one or two people. You either sign Glenn Oddle or you sign Aussie our dealers. Glenn had just agreed to go to Chelsea and said that he wouldn't come back to Tottenham because of his respect for Terry and how he'd been treated and Ozzy took the job. Um, but it was, it was very different. Um, but I've got to say, again, when I look back, it wasn't a positive time for me because Ozzy didn't play me, or, well, as time went on, he didn't play me as much as, as what I wanted to play. David Kerslow came, yeah. like Kerslow well, brought him you know, in, didn't yeah. he? You know, um, you know David was one of his old players from Swindon yeah. who he knew. Yeah. Um, I, I played, I was in the team, yeah. and, and I don't think that there would have been any problem, but I broke my leg. After about 10 games, I yeah. broke my leg.
0: Oldham, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, oldham, oldham at home, but I broke my leg through my own stupidity. Got angry in a game. We're winning the game four 0 and I decided that I wanted to boot Mark Mark Brennan. I was having a bit of uh, a bit of a to do with him, so I thought, right, you're getting it, mate. I'm gonna smash you. And unfortunately for me, I boot, I booted him up in the air. But as he's played the ball round the corner, I've got to turn. He's come up in the air and landed straight down on my oh. leg and snapped my leg. Um, so that was a, that was a tough one. And then obviously. There was no right back then at that time, so they went out and signed Dave Kerslake, who was probably someone who, who Aussie knew and could play yes. to the style yeah. that Aussie wanted to. Not that I don't think I could, but um, I was out for probably about three months with that. But we were in the top... I think we were in the top three. After that game, I think we were we in the top three. When I actually come back into the team, it was late February and we were in the bottom five.
0: Right, we're running over. Let's make that part one. And then we'll come back at the end of this week with part two, show your appreciation. Dean Austin, thank you so much for your time. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.